Presented by Climate Power Education Fund. Does big oil care about our streets flooding or our homes burning? Not according to an ExxonMobil top lobbyist. Did we aggressively fight against um, uh, some of the science? Uh, yes. You know, we were looking out for our shareholders. They care about profits, not people. Learn more at polluters.exposed. If you love scratches from the Virginia Lottery, you'll love the high roller blackjack scratcher with a chance to win up to 10 times your prize. Look for it at your favorite Virginia Lottery retailer. In fact, you can drive there right now. Now that's an everyday win. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 4.16. Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we're doing 1986's The Fly, directed by David Cronenberg. But before that, what have you been up to this week? I've been working. Oh. Yeah, but it's been fine. Yeah, it's been quite that's good. good. Yeah. yeah. What else? Have I done anything else? No. No. <laughs> no. No. I had a little, uh, little mini break. Oh yeah. It was nice. It was nice to get away. Bakewell tart. Bakewell tart, yeah, it was good. Had a mini break, had a Bakewell tart. Yep. It was just nice to be somewhere different, I think. It's nice to get away, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. It's just just nice to be out Mm. outdoors and Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Hopefully we're starting to go back to some kind of normality. Seems like it. Yeah. But you never know, do you? We'll see what see what happens. You just don't know. No, that's it. I'm just trying to think if I actually haven't done anything this week, but I actually don't think I have. Made some cards. Oh, yeah. Did some... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> made some cards. Made some cards. Mm. Little uh, side. Little little side. Side hustle. Side hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Which is always good. Yeah. I got my bike serviced. Which is important. Well, you just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The brakes were very when... soft. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the brakes did not work. Imagine that. It's been in a shed for two years. Oh, right, okay. So <laughs> It was probably due then. Yeah, it was due. <laughs> Tires were very flat. Oh, mm. yeah. Well, if it comes nice, at least it's ready. Well, if yeah. You take it out. Take it out. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Well, yeah, this week we did 1986's The Fly, directed by David Cronenberg, which is a remake of the original The Fly mm, from 1958. That looks so good. That looks so, so funny. Hilarious. Oh, I think we should watch that too. I am intrigued. I will yeah. watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were saying uh, filmed in Toronto because obviously David Cronenberg's Canadian and he likes to film there. Yeah. Well, Toronto can double for a lot of cities. Yeah, that's it. I think, I'm sure if, if they need sort of a big nondescript city that may or may not be New York, they tend to use Toronto. Yeah. I don't know if it, it must be cheaper to film there or something, I mm. think. Yeah, and apparently The Fly began its origins as a short story in 1957, which was published in Playboy magazine. Playboy? Yeah. I didn't know they had short when, stories. You see, when you hear people saying that you uh, read articles in Playboy, I was sceptical, but actually it is a thing. Yeah? <laughs> short stories. Wow. Yeah. It scored a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. I don't know if this is one of his more... Popular films, to be fair, because he is a bit, he's a bit weird, <laughs> and he's a bit out there, and and I can see why his films are for everybody. Oh, I don't see. Um, I see why. Oh, like I I watched this when I was younger, but I'd seen a couple of his stuff and I didn't really get it, and I was like, I, I don't think I really like him as a director. Mm. But I saw this and I was like, but I really like The Fly. But yeah. I feel like this is probably the least. Cronenbergian of his films, so which shows, is weird. Yeah, it shows how weird his other ones are, if this is the least Yeah, weird. this is yeah. the least. Yeah, exactly. feel like now I've got older, I've come to appreciate him more. Mm. And I think he does He does sort of look at things quite interestingly. And, yeah, I, do, I just think it just kind of washed over me when I was younger. I didn't, really, I didn't really get it, and I didn't really sort of think about it, and I was like, it's just too weird, I don't... I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. It's weird. Well, I'm not surprised if you saw it when you were quite young, because it's not exactly um, 
comfortable viewing. No, it's not, is it? No. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like his films are a bit. You sort of sat there, you're like, mm. sort of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, before we start, I'll do a quick synopsis. So, if anyone, I feel like everyone kind of knows about it. Even they? I knew about it, and I have never, never seen, seen it. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Seth Brundle woos a young reporter by showing her the research he's been doing on teleportation. Things go well until a fly enters the pods with him. Mm. Dot dot dot. Yeah. Yeah. I I like it. It's good. I thought it was good, but I didn't like every little bit. <laughs> it does make I feel like when you watch it, it makes you feel itchy. You make you feel itchy. ill. I feel like you want to have a shower when yeah. you look at his like studio area, his lab area, and him. I'm like, oh, I just want to have a shower. He's yeah. He doesn't Ugh. live. He doesn't live in like the fanciest place, does he? No. But yeah. So. Before we start, there will be spoilers, I guess. I mean, it's not really... Yeah, I think... It's not really a spoilery film, know. but, yeah. you know... He, he turns in. into a fly. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, he turns into a fly. <laughs> the fly. <laughs> yeah, it kind of tells you all you need to know, really, doesn't it? Yeah, so the beginning is... It's just um, plain black with a... It's like a neon blue text. And it's that kind of... I don't know what font it is, but it's like scientific it's computer font. Yeah. yeah. And then you get this um, sort of sweeping in graphic of the fly in green. And then you get these sort of images behind it of like DNA and it's like mm. sciencey. Sciencey, 80s science. 80s science 80s at science. its finest. Yeah. So, yeah. And then it, it kind of fades out into this big sort of room where I'm assuming it's like a sort of, I want to say a gala, but not a gala, but like where people meet and have canapes and chat. It's like a sort of science cocktail party. Science cocktail party, that'll yeah. do, yeah. And it uh, it uh, zooms in on Jeff Goldblum, who is Seth Brundle, and he's chatting to Gina Davis. I do not know what her name is in this film. I just keep calling her Gina what Davis. What is her name? I don't know. We don't. Has she got a name? I don't know. Has she even got a name in this She's film? She's got a name and it's Gina. I'm going to well, call yeah. her Gina. We'll go with that. I'll just call her Gina. I don't even know what the other guy's name was either, the ex. Staffis. Staffis? Yeah, it's, wasn't his name Staffis? I don't know. I was just calling him ex-boyfriend. Ex-boyfriend. Yeah. That works. Yeah, the only person I know is Seth Brundle. That's all I know. And we know his full name. Seth Brundle. Seth Brundle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you said Seth, I'd think you were talking about someone else. But yeah, when you say Seth Brundle, Seth Brundle... Or Brundlefly. Brundlefly, we know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> so he's chatting up Gina Davis and using his science to try mm. and get in her pants, basically. And he's it's like, not going well. He's really, really arrogant. He's really cocky. And he's like, I'm going to change the world. And she's sort of like, well, you know, I've heard that before. Um, you know, what what is it and and he sort of he doesn't really tell her it and he's like why would I tell you everything because you know you might steal it or whatever mm. and, and he's very he's very sure of himself and very cocky yeah he he's seems cocky. to feel like he's got like the only Nobel Prize worthy invention yeah. at the science cocktail party at the science cocktail <laughs> party yeah and she's like well I've got three uh, other interviews yeah. to do because everyone is telling me the same thing so yeah. she works for a a magazine called Particle Magazine. Oh, that sounds like a good read. Particle. I bet there's loads of science stuff in there. I imagine it to be like New Scientist. Yeah. But yeah. But maybe kind of more crazy. New Scientist is really good. I've really read it. It's kind of sure a. It is. It's kind of a mix of sort of. It's it's scientific in in the sort of stuff that it's researching and it's very well researched and stuff. But then they kind of are able to explain it. To people who maybe aren't scientists, that's good. Yeah, it's good. I like yeah. it. So yeah, so he's trying. He's sort of she, she's having none of it basically, and she just walks off and, and he, goes after her and he's like, well, you know, are you sure you you don't yeah. want this? And then it cuts to them in the car. So whatever he said to her didn't Work. must have worked. She's driving him. He's there. very. He seems to, like, persuade people to do things really easily in this film. <laughs> but you don't see how exactly he does it. It just cuts to it and it's yeah. happening and you're like, what did wow. you say? <laughs> so she's she's driving him to his lab slash house, I guess. And he sort of says how he doesn't like vehicles and he gets really travel sick. 
which I wonder was why he wanted to invent teleporters. <laughs> because they would take the middleman out and you wouldn't yeah. have to travel places. That so makes kind of, a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I Obviously like, it ended badly, but the idea was good. Yeah, I get it. I get yeah. travel sick. It's horrible. It's the worst thing ever. It's so much to do with you. It's your brain and the the sort of because you're still but you're moving at the same time mm. and your brain's like no, it that's is weird. too many things. It's weird. It's like looking at a what do you call it IMAX. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's weird. I think I, for me, it's if I get a, a headache. Like that's how I get like the travel mm. sickness is a headache and I get a headache and then I feel ill. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe you should invent teleportation. I, I do not want to after watching <laughs> that film. I do not want to turn into a fly. No. He didn't even get wings. No. He couldn't have even flown anywhere. His wings would have had to have been massive for him to fly. That's true. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so they get back to this uh, lab, which I'm sure I'm sure that it's like a warehouse type place isn't it and i'm sure that that is the same place that they used to film some of constantine's stuff where he lives in that big thing yeah it looks really similar that that long corridor on the outside looks really familiar to me certainly needs a dust it's a he needs a he needs a cleaner or something doesn't it scruffy warehouse isn't it scruffy warehouse It's like, man living on his own, mm. does science, doesn't care about anything That's else. It. But weirdly, has a piano in there. <laughs> so he starts playing piano and she's like, all right, well, what have you brought me here for then? And uh, then he he sort of directs her to look at these two massive pods. And then he says there is a third one, but that was the prototype and it's not as good as the other two. But it does work. So she's like, right, okay. And then he directs her to this massive 80s-style computer. Oh, it's so big. I feel like when you have films with sort of science and technology and they deal with all these massive themes, mm. but when it comes to the hardware and the computer, it's very, very dated of when yeah. the time was because I don't, cause they seem to use that technology of the time. Yeah, but they just make it look industrial yeah, it's got like the same paint in silver or something. Yeah, it's got yeah. The, the same displays as a computer at the time. Yep. But with like coils of wire attached and it's in a big housing thing. Yeah. And it's got all these fancy add-on things, but it looks like it's the same technology. like a, an Amstrad or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just text-based stuff. So Was Amstrad Alan Sugar? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wow. I used to have an Amstrad. Did you? Yeah. It had uh, it played tapes, so like the oh, games were on tapes. tapes yeah, oh, I love that yeah. computer. It's great. So yeah, so he says basically this uh, massive computer controls these telepods, and then he's like, it it does kind of because they refer to him as being like a magician and a con artist all the way through, but it does kind mm. of start like a magician would because he's like, have you? Uh, Got anything on your person that is personal to you? Yeah. It's like like he's got a jewellery or... Like choose a card. Something. And mm. she takes a shoe off and I was like, oh, a shoe, that makes shoe sense. In, that makes sense. But no, no, no. She takes a stocking off. Yeah. I was like, you could have just given him a shoe, but, you know, yeah. whatever. They're flirting with each other. So, takes his stocking off and then she says, I don't wear jewellery. And he's like, he looks at it and he's like, nice. And I was like, oh, it's so creepy. And I was like, clearly he's not had a girl back yeah. here for a long time. And then and then she's like, well, what, what's it going to do? And he's like, well, I'm going to teleport it from there to there. And I'm like, and then I just said to you, I was like, he's literally just said they're telepods. <laughs> so it's teleportation. What but else maybe it was such a new thing that she didn't mm. know. Yeah. So he, he sort of starts talking about it and he, and he sort of says he works for this company and they leave him alone because they don't really know what he's doing um, and he doesn't charge a lot so he, he sort of just gets by on you know doing whatever and, and living I guess he's probably living and working in the same place yeah. so that's a cheaper thing And sounds like a really great place to spend your time I know right mm. um, so he sort of says he he He's like, he doesn't make the parts, but he gets them from people who know what they're doing. And yeah, then he just he assembles it all together. together to make these pot things. And she she sort of says, 
that she wants to report it because she starts recording him, doesn't she? Because yeah. she's like quite intrigued by this point because she's seen it happen. And um, and then he's like, well, I don't want you to report on it. Like, And she's like, well, I'm a journalist. That's what I was going to do. That was the whole point, to get this interview, to put it in this magazine. Mm. And then she's like, you know, it, it's a big it's a big thing and you could be a you know, famous yeah. sort of published this is gonna change scientist. The world. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, please don't tell them. But then it cuts to her at Particle Magazine playing them the recording <laughs> that she'd done. So yeah. So she didn't she really listen to him, yeah. She was not listening. But then yeah, she she passes it on to her boss, who we also learn is her ex boyfriend. I don't know his name, so I'm gonna refer to him as ex boyfriend. Yeah. So Stathis. Stathis. I think. I've never heard of anyone called that before. No, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so she's telling him this, this tale and he's not really buying into it and basically says that he's a con man, is a magician, yeah. is just, you know, that's the oldest trick in the book, like teleportation, it's not a thing. Um, and then he turns up to the office and comes in, does uh, old Brundle. Mm. And... Uh, got one magic word for he's got one magic word cheeseburger cheeseburger and they go to a diner for cheeseburgers and he is sort of saying that he can only transport inanimate objects he can't do anything living and he's tried it with baboons and it didn't work and then she sort of says why didn't it work and she's and he's like i really want to tell you while you're eating because (laughs) that's not a good thing no so, and he's like, eventually I, w- I want to move on to people. And then he's kind of saying, we could work on it together. You could document all this stuff. And instead of writing an article, we could like write a fully published book about it and all the stages of, of everything. And he then, writes it with a fry, doesn't he? With a chip. Yeah. And then he's yeah. like, at the end, he's like, at the end of it, it'll be me transporting myself from one pod mm. to the other. It'll be great. So she she's kind of she's kind of on board, she's but she's not. Like, mm. I think it's kind of the journalist side of her. She's like, I am intrigued by this, and it might be quite interesting. So she goes home, and the shower's on in her house. Ugh. Uh, so she goes to the bathroom, and ex boyfriend office man she's is just there, having a shower, just having a shower, and in she's the like, neighborhood. I wanted a shower, so why I came in? Yeah, why? Why are you in my house? Why are you always here? And and it's kind of a well, I've still got a key. Doesn't mean she's you can like, just well, come round and announce. And and it, and he sort of says like, oh yeah, you still want me to come in, obviously. And she's like, no, I'm just really unorganized, and I ain't got the locks changed, to be honest. And she tries to get the key off him, but he doesn't give her it. Um, so she just puts a cold water tap on, so it stalls <laughs> him a little bit. A bit passive-aggressive, but yeah. I liked it. Oh, it's so annoying when that <coughs> happens when you're in the shower. It's horrible, isn't it? Drives it drives me mad. Oh, then it goes cold. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. I ever, I don't know, I, I must have a sixth sense. I always tend to want to do washing up when Rob's in the shower. <laughs> and then I put it on and I think, oh shit, Ooh. I've probably scalded Ooh. him. Turn it off. mind. <laughs> Two minutes later, I'll just put the kettle on. Oh. Yeah, I know, it's terrible. Do you know what I think, though? <laughs> Showers are so sensitive. Like, mm. if you touch it a millimetre, it turns to ice. If you touch it a millimetre the other way, it's like boiling. Burning your skin off, yeah, it's, yeah, I just yeah. wish they made the dial just that little bit less sensitive so you could at ours least get it right. Ours isn't too bad. You, there's quite a good... No, it's just me then. Thing, yeah. Yeah, but I mine, think it depends like what a shower you've got. Four millimeter. There's like. Is it a dial? Mi- yeah. Because they're normally not as sort of. Sensitive. It's got like a lever in it. Yeah. It's, it's got like a lever that you pull up and down and twist for various things. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to kind of set it to what you want, haven't you? Oh, it drives me mad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think she decides. Oh, she says to this guy that she's not covering him. She's not doing this story anymore, is she? She's like, I've got other stories to do. I'm not doing it. So I think she kind of plays it down so that they don't get wind of what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But then it turns out that she's actually, she is on board. So she's going to record what's happening. Yeah. So she's at the lab. Just keep it exclusive. Yeah, Yeah, this is it. So she... 
Yeah, so she's filming and he tries to do the experiment again with a baboon. So I'm I'm guessing he's using that as an example because it doesn't work. Yeah. And getting it on camera. Yeah. So this little baboon goes in, uh, teleports, and then all you see is like a bloody stump oh, hit the window. Oh, that's awful. Which terrified you. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it at all. Even though it's a horror film, I knew it was a horror film. And then you were like, oh it. no, what's going to be no, in there? I don't even want to see. It was worse than I thought. Yeah, the poor, the poor baboon is basically inside out and... Oh. Still alive. Sort of alive, but in a sort of blob of... Yeah. Sort of baboon. Yeah, it was bad. And then he's kind of annoyed that it didn't work. And then she's like, well, how are you feeling? And he's like, I'm really annoyed. It didn't work. And she's like, well, people need to see this because, you know, it's your thought process. And and then he's like, it can't deal with living tissue. It can't can't sort of fathom what it is. Yeah. So it can't rebuild it because obviously you're breaking down to a molecular level to rebuild. Yeah. And it, can't, it just can't do it. Um, and, he, and he says that he kind of programs it what to do, but then it's the computer's interpretation of it. And then you said he was dressed like Mr. Bean. He was. Oh, he's dressed like Mr. Bean. <laughs> he had a tweed oh. jacket on and a, and a shirt and... Tie. And, and the tie. trousers. Yeah. He was dressed like Mr. Bean. Absolutely dressed like Mr. Bean. Honestly. And then she's... Um... That was my contribution to the, <laughs> the, the, the science leading up to this. And I was he's like, dressed mm, like, like Mr. Mr. Bean. Um, but she's she's looking at his clothes and she's like, you've got like five of the same jackets and stuff. And he's like, well, yeah, because then I know what I'm wearing and that kind of portion of thought can go to science. Yeah. And I feel like that is a thing like people do. They kind of eliminate other decisions that they've got to make so they can just purely focus on that what they're doing. That probably is a good idea, but I think it's unrealistic because... Mm. Oh, I'd get so bored. Yeah, but you can't wear one outfit forever. For everything. Yeah. Like what if in Britain, you get cold, you get hot. Yeah, the weather is so unpredictable here. Yeah. It's just, you just couldn't do it. We need like three outfits a day. You'd need like a, a warm, a cold, and a wet. Wet. And then, and then multiplied by yeah. however many. <laughs> You'd also need one for like when it's that weird weather where you think it's warm. But, but it actually cold. isn't. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. So she, she after looking at his vast wardrobe of tweed jackets, decides that she thinks it's cute, and she's like, "You cute," and he's like, oh, <laughs> "All right then." <laughs> I don't see why she wasn't interested in until she saw his wardrobe and matching clothes. She was like, and suddenly oh, she was like, "Yeah, let's date." I like you. Yeah. Let's go out with each other. <laughs> yeah. So then it cuts to them in bed together, and he. He sort of he rolls over and he's like, ow, what's that? And it turns out he's got like a little microchip, microchip stuck in his back. And he's like, oh, I wondered where that was. And I was like, why do you have a microchip in your bed? In bed? How did it end Tidy up, up man. There, honestly. Also, if you're wanting to date Gina Davis, tidy up your lab flat Yeah, lab thing. flat. Lab flat, whatever. <laughs> and then uh, he... I feel like he gets struck by a scientific revelation because then... Um, he gets some steak out of the fridge and cuts it up and starts teleporting mm. the steak. And then he says to her, try this steak. And then it, she tries the normal one and, and she's like, yeah, it's, it's a steak. Lacks finesse. And then it, it lacked finesse. To be yeah. fair, it did like sort of crudely fry it on either mm. side. It didn't look like a particularly well done steak. but It would mind. need some peppercorn sauce. Salt and pepper on it, a bit Salt of oil. Pepper, yeah. oil. Baked potato. And also, yeah, and other things to go with it. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Don't just sour eat a cream. Steak. But anyway, so she eats that one and then he's like, try this teleported one. And she's like, oh, it's disgusting. And then spits it out. And, and he's like, why is it disgusting? What's wrong with it? And she's like, it doesn't, it tastes really synthetic. It's mm. not, it doesn't taste real. It's not. And then he sort of says, right, so what we've learned from this is it's basically the telepod is interpreting what it thinks a steak should be rather yeah. than knowing what a steak is. Yeah. And then 
as it's David Cronenberg, the amount of times that he says flesh. Oh, he says it unnecessarily. All the time. It's such Weird. a thing. It's such a David yeah. Cronenberg thing, that flesh. He's obsessed with flesh. It's not the best word you want to hear it's repeatedly, horrible. is it? So then he sort of says it needs to, It need, the computer needs to learn how to reproduce flesh, basically. And it cuts to her going to a shop to buy Seth more clothes. <laughs> <laughs> because obviously his wardrobe is quite boring. Yeah. And X comes in and he's very... He goes bonkers at her. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, oh, well, you, you're seeing him now. And she's like, well, we aren't together anymore, so I don't think it's any yeah. business. And the staff in the shop are like... Mm, I'm going to just go fold these jumpers yeah. and pretend I'm not here. It yeah. shows, though, that like the um, recession that we had in like whenever it was 2007 or whatever has affected retail art because in that shop there was like six staff folding clothes yeah and now when you go into a clothing shop there's like one you can never find the... anybody yeah and you're like i need to try this on and there's nobody there internet killed high street absolutely did yeah <laughs> we'd have loads of shop assistants if we didn't have the internet <laughs> I don't know which is uh, better. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> to be fair, I think internet shopping has probably become a lot more helpful recently. Yeah, it has. But, yeah, it's not the same, is it? Things but anyway, she... Yeah, anyway, yeah. Yeah, so she... I like I like her because she's very... Um, she's very sort of, like... She basically says, like, I will do what I want yeah. and I will not be told what to do by you. She's not listening and to him. And basically calls him a creep and leave <laughs> she's like you're a creep i don't like you i'm sick of you bye and then it uh, it cuts to them doing more experiments so he's obviously perfected this thing from the stick and then they test a baboon again and then we were both like oh no oh Is no it survive? yeah but it's gonna come out like a steak it does it survives and i love how it runs out and jumps into his arms yeah, gives him a hug and gives him a little hug jeff goldblum was like having carrying treats all the time for the monkey so they taught the monkey when they saw jeff to like, to, like jump up to him go for maybe. a maybe get a treat it's jeff goldblum though isn't well it? yeah like, would. everyone loves jeff yeah he's great and then uh she she's sort of filmed this and then she finds um an envelope from particle magazine and and she's like oh where did this come from and he says oh it was shoved under the door but i've not looked at it and it's basically um a spread of the article that she was going to write but decided not to. So he's decided that he wants to release it out of spite because she's going out with someone else yeah. and not him. Oh, But she'd already broken up with him. Yeah, and he wasn't a great guy either. No. And she, she, sort, she sort of says, right, I'm going to sort this out. And she... She ends up going to the office and basically says, "Why? what have you done that for? That's my story. It's not your story. It's nothing to do yeah. with you. And and then he sort of starts saying, oh, yeah, um, uh, it, you know, you can find loads of stuff about it if you dig enough. And he's been working on it for six years and all this kind of stuff. And, and she's like, why are you publishing this? She's like, do not publish it. She's like, I am in there, like, experiencing yep. the the sort of breakthroughs as they happen like i'm i'm seeing it i'm videoing it just let me get on with it and then he sort of makes a he's like fine just keep me informed like keep me in the loop about it and then makes a weird comment about them being friends with benefits or something and she's like no no <laughs> she's like no you're gross and then just leaves him in the office <laughs> and then it cuts to jeff talking to his baboon that survived <laughs> I love the way that baboon was trying to catch that fly. Oh, it was really it was irritated like, by that fly, yeah. wasn't it? The little fly buzzing around. Because at first it was, it was like, like, how have they managed to do that? And I was like, the monkey isn't acting. They haven't taught the monkey to act. There's just a fly buzzing around the monkey and they filmed it. And the monkey was getting annoyed. Yeah, yeah. they are annoying. Well, they, yeah. It, yeah. it translates among all the species because mm. they're just very annoying. Yeah. As soon as I open a window, I can literally open it for two seconds as a bloody fly somewhere how do they know to identify a window from the outside they can get in through the tiny they can't, bloody they get, can't out. get out again oh my mm. god i know honestly it's like you'd think you'd be able to get out again but yeah no. oh. so he's, he's sort of talking through and basically saying this is you know you've teleported it's it's worked very well and and then he kind of decides 
He's like, I think he's had some champagne at this point as well, so he's yeah. slightly drunk. And he's like, do you know what? Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to get into this pod by myself with no one here, just in case anything goes wrong. And then it kind of, from this point, it kind of goes into that kind of mad science sort of territory, I, th- mm. I think. It's kind of, you know, you, you see sort of people deciding to test on themselves because oh, it means yeah. it means that they get the information quicker and they're closer to figuring it out or whatever. This always so they do happens it in films. It's like yeah. they're, they're working their way towards something. This happened in um, that Invisibility film with Hollow, Kim Man. Bay, Hollow Man. I, I can't love Hollow Man. Hollow Man was good. Yeah. And they're always like, we're nearly at a breakthrough. And then one of them decides to do it, do it on themselves and it goes wrong. Yeah. Always. Yeah, exactly. Never do it on yourself. So he gets in this pod and it's all great, but then you see this little fly come in that was annoying the baboon, and so then you're like, oh, oh no. Then he teleports, and then you're like, oh, God, what's going to happen? But he comes out and he's fine. He's fine. He's great, and he's like, yes, it works. That's amazing. I was thinking, though, if he's been drinking champagne, shouldn't he have a bit of champagne grape DNA what if he turned into a grape? It turned into a champagne grape slash human slash fly. That would be an interesting twist. <laughs> Some might say a maximum twist. Oh, maximum twist. Maximum twist. Oh, I love maximum twist. <laughs> so, uh, Gina Davis comes back and you said that she had a horrible jumper on. <laughs> I don't want to be critical, but the 80s produced some of the worst jumpers I've ever seen. Like, it doesn't even fit her. No. It's got squares and, and like, lines on. and It's very visually they're noisy. Awful. They're awful. They're awful. 80s jumpers. <laughs> I just, I don't understand who looked at them and was like, yeah, these are, these look good. These I'm look gonna good. I'm going to wear this. These look good. Like Let's wear these. dropping standards. Yeah, but I think because everyone was doing it, it didn't matter. It didn't matter, yeah. So, yeah, so she comes back and then he's like, Gina, whatever her name is, I went through the portal and, and you know, I'm not soup, hooray. <laughs> and then she's like, what? And she's like, why did you do that? What have you done that for? You could have died. And then he's like, it's all right, I videotaped it for you. And she's like, oh, did you? That's nice. And then... Uh, he starts talking about the ex guy and then he's like, is he still in love with you? And then she sort of says, well, why wouldn't he be, obviously? Mm. Um, but then she's like, I think she kind of shuts it down a bit, doesn't she? She's like, yes, yeah. nothing's going on. She notices that he's, where that little wound was in the microchip, yeah. there's these like black hairs sticking out of it. And then he, yeah, she's like, ooh. Kind of weird. Hairy, but mm. nothing sort of gets said about it and then it cuts to him at night and he's like laying in bed and there's a fly buzzing around him and he catches catches it really fast and then decides to get up she wakes up and obviously he's not there so goes to find him in the in the lab whatever he's doing casually doing some gymnastics he's he's very sweaty and he's doing a lot of gymnastics so I'm, i'm guessing that was something he couldn't do before and he's like, I feel great. And then he starts like swinging from this Swing bar from thing. The bar. That whoever was the stunt double for that was very good at swing on that bar. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It looked tricky. And then it cuts to them uh, just sort of wandering around the streets, yeah. um, going on a date. And, and then you were like, oh, market. he's got a new coat, a new life, and a new girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! In that order. In that order. The new coat being the most important part of his yep. new kind of transformation he's got a new got look a new coat. yeah so they they go into a coffee shop and he's talking to her about this this experiment and how amazing it is basically and he's like going at about a mile a minute yeah. she's he's excited she's just sort of sat there like absorbing it all mm. like uh, okay and then he He's, at, he's got a cup of coffee and you just see him keep putting loads and loads, loads and loads of, of sugar, sugar in it. But flies love sugar water, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I like a lot of sugar in my coffee, but that was excessive. That was a bit too much. Because it wasn't a big coffee, it was a small It was a tiny cup. little mug, yeah. yeah. And she sort of says, do you want any coffee with that? And he's like, oh, yeah. And he sort of starts 
starts talking at her again and she's just sort of nodding and agreeing mm. and just being like, right, okay, fine. And then he sort of, he starts saying something about the real me and how this is the real me that's come out and the potential that is achieved and stuff and basically feels great and he's just, yeah, it's been, yeah. yeah. Then she finds those hairs in this wound back at the place and she says they're really tough and starts like cutting them and she's like, God, they're really they're tough. tough. Like, what's... And he's like, oh, it's fine. If you love scratches from the Virginia Lottery, you'll love the high roller blackjack scratcher with a chance to win up to 10 times your prize. Look for it at your favorite Virginia Lottery retailer. In fact, you can drive there right now. Now that's an everyday win. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 4.16. In South Dakota, we're looking forward to exploring new roads and wide open spaces. When you're ready to travel, go great places. Learn more at TravelSouthDakota.com. And then he starts sort of saying to her, why don't you teleport? You go in it as well. And we can be like this like super strength power couple and it'll be great. <laughs> and she's like, I don't no. really want to get in there. No, do not. And then, it, but like his personality completely changes at this point And he's just really like, he's being a right knob. He's, like, be, he's just gone over. It's like he's forgotten about their relationship and he's just seeing her as like she can help further his career new, yeah like findings or whatever absolutely and and she's like i think something went wrong and she's like you're acting really weird i don't like it and he he basically dismisses her and says right well if you won't do it i'll go find somebody that will yeah um so he goes to this sort of bar and it's like a typical sort of Dive. Oh, absolute classic bah. American dive with like neon lights saying cold beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um and he ends up talking to this woman and she says I think she says like there's two guys arm wrestling and she basically says, I like this one because he's winning. Mm. And then he says to them, I'll bet you a hundred dollars that I can beat you. And they sort of look at him and laugh because he's a little right. scientist man. Yeah. And and then he says, and if I win, I get to take this girl for a night. And then she's like, uh, hang on a minute. Hang on. I'm not a prostitute. But then also she does agree to go with him in the she, end. So. Yeah, she does She does sort of agree it was a fair deal. So she, kind she of better go with the, him. Uh, so outrage. she's kind of playing into it herself there. Yeah. So he... Yeah, he goes to arm wrestle this big guy and then you were like, I'm fairly certain I'll win this. But he, he just does it. And he's like sweating some kind of milk oh, that it looks like. Oh, onto his hand. Oh. Yeah, ugh, it's gross. And then all of a sudden the uh, this big barman's arm just snaps. Oh, I wasn't expecting it. I thought he'd just win the but arm wrestling. Like, but there's like no emotion in him at all. He just comes out. Ugh. Yeah, he's not bothered that ugh. he's broken this guy's arm. And then... It cuts to him taking the girl back to the lab and yeah. she's like, oh... Uh, Deal's a deal. Yeah, she's like, are you a bodybuilder or something? And he's like, no, scientist or something. Scientist. And then they end up walking up all these flights of stairs because there's no lift. And then he's like, I can't make it up these stairs. Too tired. How is she that tired? There's too many. There's too oh. many stairs. And then he basically just picks her up and lifts her and carries her up the stairs. It's a good job she was a petite actress. I know, right? It was a long... Uh, it was quite a long it was, it was way up them stairs, yeah. So, so yeah, so he spends the night with her. He basically tries to impress her by showing her his teleportation pods. Yeah. And he goes in the pod again. Yeah. Which I think accelerates the... It's not a good sign. The flying. No. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it get, it gets to, like, further on in the evening and he basically says, right, it's your turn now, you go in there. And she's like, I don't want to go no, in there. I don't think she should. And then he basically starts dragging her into the pod, but Gina Davis turns up then and yeah, she's like, thankfully. what are you doing? Stop it. Just stop it right now. And then she... I think she's just like, right, this is a bit weird now I'm off because I'm not having this. And then she basically says to him, she's like, you look terrible. You're acting weird. I think something 
has happened to you. Yeah. And then... He certainly does look terrible at this point. Yeah, he's kind of looking a bit sort of pallid and a bit clammy. Mm, and Not as bad as he like gets. Like, his skin's starting, starting to look a bit weird, yeah. yeah. And she says that the hair that I cut off your back, I took it to be analysed. It isn't human, it's insect hair. Mm. And she's like, something's definitely wrong and something's going on. And he just absolutely doesn't He's like, acknowledge it. He's yeah, just like, you're talking rubbish. Yeah, it's fine, I'm a scientist. And then it's like, I don't need you. I don't need you to be telling me what to do. And then he basically chucks her out. Yeah, she's been too negative. She's, yeah. She's spoiling his vibe. Yeah, you're yeah. being negative. You, you're not supporting me. Get out. And then she just sort of walks off crying because she obviously knows that something's wrong with him. Um, and then he... It sort of it cuts to him at the bathroom mirror, doesn't it? And he's sort of just having a look at himself. It feels like it's the first time he's actually looked in the mirror for a while. He's just realised that she's right. Yeah, he kind of looks at himself and he's like, oh, maybe I do look a bit ropey, mm. to be fair. And then one of his fingernails uh, just comes off. Uh, it just... Oh, it's horrible. It's it just awful. It just comes off. And then he squirts some kind of, like, disgusting crap out of his finger <laughs> onto the mirror. Oh, it's grim. Wipes it off. And then all of his fingernails start coming off. So then it cuts to him at the computer. He's having to wear little mittens because he's yeah, got no got fingernails time. left. Yeah. And, he, and he runs the initial teleportation that he did to see what happened. And it said... First element, second element, and he was like, oh, "Why was there that? two elements in there?" And he was like, "What was second element?" And it and it does this kind of graphic of like it zooms out into a fly, doesn't it? From like mm. a, it's like from a sort of a hair to a, like a leg, and then and it's it, a like fly. Reveals, and it's like, oh, a fly! It was a fly. And then he kind of, and then it sort of says, "If, if uh, does it? It says the fly wasn't there." in the second mm. telepod. So he's like, well, if the fly wasn't there, have I absorbed the fly? And he's like, no, you are the fly. Yeah, because if he'd absorbed it, it wouldn't have been too much of a problem because it would just be literally what the fly have, got absorbed. If he'd have be ate it before he got teleported, do you think it would have changed him into a fly? Because no. it wouldn't have... Know. It would probably just have acknowledged a human, right? Yeah, maybe. Mm. But if he ate the steak before they'd done it, it would... Would he have turned, would he have into, a turned into a steak? A cow man. Wow. Who knows? Who knows? We need to study Don't mess with genes. It's scary. Yeah, do not interfere. So, so yeah, so basically he, he knows that he's been assimilated with this fly now. And then it cuts to Gina Davis at her house and then the phone goes and it's, it's old uh, Seth and he's like, it's been four weeks. I wanted to see you but I was afraid to see you. Um, I've got a lot worse. Can you come over, please? So she does, because obviously she has feelings for him and she's like, right, I'll go see him. And he is an absolute mess at this point. He's walking he's, with canes. Uh, he's, walking canes. he's really hunched. And then he's got, like, all his skin's all sort of weird and bumpy. Oh, and very, and he's, he like, a different Ill. colour. Yeah. And then he basically Ill. tells her what happens. He He's like... It wasn't a pure teleportation. A fly got him with me, and he's and he sort of compares it to like a cancer, and he's slowly deteriorating from the inside. Yeah. Oh, which is horrible. It's really scary. Not nice. Um, and then he goes to eat a Twinkie, doesn't he? Oh yeah, I was this. <laughs> he picks a Twinkie up and then just vomits Whoa. on it, and she's like, oh, like, oh yes, sorry. And then he's like, oh yeah, and he's like, oh that's gross, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because um, I said to you, didn't I? Because I watched this when I was younger. But this was like the first ever film I saw <laughs> Jeff Goldblum in. So every time I saw Jeff Goldblum, I assume... That, like, that is the baseline for Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, every yeah. time I saw him, I like... Work. Saw him vomiting on a Twinkie. Yeah, Sounds it's horrible. Nice. And then and then she's like, oh, that's horrible. And then his ear comes oh, off. His yeah. ear it's just like falls off. It's like one thing after another. It just keeps getting worse. And then she's, she's like really sort of upset at this point, but hugs him. And then you were like, oh, don't, don't hug him. him. Oh, I'd no. Have, I'd oh, have probably been oh. like, they're there. Yeah, they're there. I've got like a, a, one of his walking sticks with a little tissue and yeah. patted him mm. on the shoulder with it. Yeah. Oh, and, and she, yeah, she's really sad. She's like really sad. And she ends up going to her ex publishery man. And then 
she's like he's in a really bad way like and he he says well should you be going around there what if it's contagious what if it starts some kind of weird epidemic but it isn't it's a genetic thing so Mm. it's not gonna pass on to you because yeah it's his genes but i thought that was quite interesting because i feel like a lot of a lot of diseases and stuff like that people that's how people kind of related to them and they were mm. like you know if i touch you i'll catch it mm. but then it's actually a genetic disease yeah. that that would affect you and you wouldn't pass it on to yeah. anybody it's very uh, it's a very 80s kind of yeah that people thought. think they could catch stuff by going near someone yeah, yeah yeah definitely and she basically says that she has to go back and help him basically because he is not in a good way and he he kind of agrees but he's like well he's like let me see him and then we'll try and figure it Mm. out so she goes back and she can't find him again because every time she goes in he's not there and she's like seth (laughs) and then you're like oh no the place looks a state yeah Mm. so she she's she's looking for him and he's like hiya i'm on the ceiling (laughs) and she's like Oh, he's in quite okay. good spirits. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, yeah, and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. I can do this now. I couldn't do this before, and he's like, I've stopped biting my nails, <laughs> which is good because I haven't got any because they all fell mm. off. Um, and then he's like, yeah, it's not too bad. It's okay, and he's starting to have those sort of fly characteristics where he's really twitchy and yeah. and he can't really talk a lot. And then he basically says that he is Brundlefly. And he, he says, sort of feels like he's enlightened to his new purpose, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's it. He's like, I feel like I have a purpose, and I feel like, and it, is that when he starts talking about like politics? Yeah, yeah. And then he says that he'd like to run for president. Oh, probably President Brun- Brundlefly. And he's like, I mean, he's like, look at me. I'm fairly certain this is a Nobel Prize waiting to happen because <laughs> this has never happened to anyone. And then he's like, maybe we should document it. And the life and times of Brundlefly. So she ends up recording him, and then he does the explains eating, and how uh. flies don't, flies can't eat solid food because it it's injures them in some way or something. Yeah, so they have to basically regurgitate on the food and suck it Which- up. Digest partially digest it and they are re-eat it. Gross, it's disgusting. They're Why? horrid. Why couldn't they be combined with a different animal, like a like a a bunny rabbit, bunny or rabbit, a cat or, or something, a duck or a chick or something? Blah. Yeah. Nice. Imagine if he turned into a duck. Yeah, it'd be better. You'd well, be good at swimming. Yeah, you won't have to vomit he'd, on he'd everything. He'd be hydrophobic. Yeah. <laughs> Although actually, um, skin is already like, kind semi. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't absorb water. Yeah, water tends to run off skin. Mm. Skin's waterproof. Don't you find that weird? It's not completely waterproof. No, because it allows things in. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It is weird. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it cuts to it. Basically, cuts to this. You don't see him eating. Thank God again, because no. I was like, I don't think I can cope with that again. Oh, um, and it cuts to the ex watching the video of him eating and you can hear the sort of noises and he's like oh my god what the hell is happening to this guy kind of thing and oh he's in the apartment again he's in her house again and then he sort of comments about about it being horrible and she just ignores him and walks to the bathroom and she's very upset turns out that she is pregnant so it cuts to her going to the hospital then doesn't it because I assumed that they were that she was going for an abortion. Because I was like, I'm not being funny, but you'd probably want an abortion if you were giving birth to a fly, fly creature. Mm-hmm. And it and it goes to her being like on a delivery table or whatever it is, like stirrups, uh. all the all the stuff to uh, David Cronenberg yeah. delivering a baby. Um, and everyone's like, yeah, it's fine. And she's really, really stressed. And she's like, oh, my God, it's horrible. It's st- I'm stressed. What's going on kind of thing. And then it comes out and it's just a maggot. Oh, a massive maggot. Oh. And then you were like, oh, oh, my God, is this happening to her? But then it, but then she it wakes up and it's a nightmare. Oh. Oh. I didn't realise it was a dream. I was like, this is actually happening. It's taken a really weird twist. It's taken a weird twist. She's given birth to a maggot. Yeah. <laughs> Those poor 
doctor people, nurses. Anxiety dreams of giving birth to a maggot. So, meanwhile, Brundlefly is trying to reduce the level of fly in his DNA. So he kind of comes to the realisation if he transports with human, like a pure human DNA... That it might reduce the amount of yeah. fly. Yeah, it might make in it him and reverse the effect. Yeah, and then uh, his teeth start falling out. <laughs> they just like drop out. <laughs> oh, it's like an an anxiety dream mm. waiting to happen. Just teeth falling out everywhere, and then he he kind of doesn't seem overly phased by it at this point. He's like, "Yep, my teeth are falling out. I don't really need them anyway because I'm vomiting on my food, whatever." And then he opens his uh, cabinet to the ear that fell off. Oh, yeah, it's kept And everything. other bits, Ugh. just little bits of him that have fallen off and he puts his teeth in there just to keep him in case, you know. Mm. So she goes to visit him again, but he basically sends her away because he says, I think it's basically he's definitely becoming all fly now and he says that insects are brutal, they don't have any compassion or compromise. And then he says that he is an insect who dreamt that he was a man and then basically says if you stay I'll hurt you so you need so to he's, go. he's losing his personality yeah his humanity. he's just fading yeah. away isn't he which is quite interesting it's again sad. it's like a when people have like brain mm. tumors and stuff and they change the personality and it's kind of yeah it's kind of it's, it kind of runs alongside that kind of disease and illness kind yeah. of thing so she she goes to the ex and she's like, I need an abortion. I don't want this baby. I can't have it. It's not happening. So they end up going to see a doctor because he, he was outside when she went to go see him. But he, uh, Brundle, sees him because he's on the roof yeah, being creepy and weird. Really creepy. Like a little, little peeper on the roof. little peeper, yeah. It's peeping. Never peep. It's a bad idea. So... Yeah, they go to this doctor and he's very reluctant to do it and he's like, mm, you know, why have you come at this time? And she's like, well, I need it doing. I need it doing now. And he's like, yeah, but why in the middle of the night? And the the guy's like, well... Uh, the baby might be deformed. Might be deformed. And the doctor's like, yeah, but, yeah, but in the why, middle of why the night... Why now? Yeah. And she's like, it needs to go. <laughs> I gotta take it out of me. Um, so he's, he's very reluctant to do it, but he does it. Um, and he's like, right, just put your gown on and and I'll be in in a minute. Yeah. So she's about to do that, but then Brundlefly leaps through the window into the hospital and takes her. So he he, he ends up. I think they end up like going on the roof, don't it? Don't they? And and he puts her on the roof and he's like, don't kill the baby. He says oh. the baby might be what's left of the real me. Please don't kill me, have the baby. And she's like, I can't, I can't do it. He's lost his grip on reality at this point, hasn't he? Definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, but it's quite interesting that, isn't it? And I think that would be a sort of reaction that a man would have to somebody who maybe wanted to abort their child. He sort because of it's a piece of them yeah. and, and it's kind of, yeah. Without looking time, at all the facts at once, yeah. He is turning into a fly. He's pretty much a fly yeah, at this point. Yeah, he's, it's, he's, he's um, gone too far. So, meanwhile, the ex-boyfriend goes into the lab to have a little snoop around and he's carrying a shotgun and he looks at the computer and it's all sort of laid out that he has this plan to re-splice himself yeah. with a human. And then Brundlefly appears from the roof because he must have been on the ceiling and attacks him and pukes on his hand oh, and his hand dissolves. It. Oh, it's horrible. And then he pukes on his foot. His foot, his foot dissolves, dissolves off. You can see it all melting away. And oh, he's looking to like disgusting. nearly sort of eat his face or something. Mm. I'm like, oh. But then I was like, would flies eat humans? But then I guess if like they eat like corpses and stuff, I'll don't they? Anything. So, they eat yeah. anything. And then uh, Gina Davis obviously comes and says no. Yeah. And he sort of crawls up to her because he's like fully uh, sort of flying. Yeah. And, he, and he's like, help me be human. And he's like, you go in one pod, I'll go in another pod and we'll combine in the third pod and it'll be great because we'll all be together. Happy family in one body. Oh, that sounds really nice. You, me and the baby. Oh, sounds lovely. And she's like, yeah. no, I don't think I want to do that. No. Um. 
And he's and the pods. There's like a shot of the pods opening, isn't there? That you said mm. was quite a good. Yeah, because they both open at the same time. One was yeah. in the foreground, one was in the distance. They look really cool. Yeah, and uh, and she's like, yeah, you know, we'll we'll be human all together, and it'll be great. And then I don't know if she like goes to touch him or something, but his jaw, jaw comes, comes off. off. Oh, in her hand, and she drops it on the floor. And it's still twitching. His jaw on the floor. fully comes off, but then at this point, this like this massive transformation yeah. scene. It's so gross, but it's amazing. Where all his flesh melts off, and then his legs sort of change, change into, into those, like, like backward, backward kind of ones. Yeah. yeah, and then he and then he's got massive eyes. And oh, he's his like, sort of face comes apart. Into he's got quarters. little pincers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's awful. It looks very it looks really well good. Done. Yeah. It's when I say awful. It's awful because... Still no wings, though. It doesn't look nice. He didn't get no wings. No, he never got wings. No. Um, So he throws her in one pod and gets into the other one. But in the meantime, the ex is still alive, just Just, with a melty foot and hand. And he fires the shotgun at the computer... And it breaks pod one, doesn't it, yeah. that he's in. But he then disappears. Like, because you were like, well, it won't work now. The door's open. No. But, but... it did work. He, uh, he teleports out. I think he's holding on to the door. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think he's holding on to the door. And then he disappears. He manages to let Gina Davis out. I was so glad she didn't get to... I was worried the end of the film was going to be that they'd yeah. be like a sort of triple... Mutant. Sort of baby fly, oh. Gina Davis, Davis Brundle mix mess. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, so she gets out of the pod because the ex lets her out and he's, you know, he's alive but he's missing a hand and foot mm. and it's not very nice. So uh, then it's the third pod is activated. So obviously he's teleported and and it's like, oh, okay. He has come out. Come out. And then it set, it cuts to the computer and it says fusion with teleport, telepod and one and Brundle, Brundle fly. fly. So he's fused now with the mechanism that causes the fusing. Oh, it's horrible. Ugh. And it comes out and it's all like, like he's got no back legs anymore. There's I think there's a bit of door in his back yeah, and then it's door, all like, like tubes, tubes coming out wires, of him. Uh, bits of mechanical stuff. Oh, yeah. it's horrible. And he comes and he's sort of crawling out because he can't do anything worst else. Worst scenario. And then she's got the shotgun at this point. And then his little little fly claw comes like, out and grabs it. the gun. And then you were like, don't give him your gun. <laughs> I thought he was going to shoot her, but no. He couldn't. He couldn't, he couldn't have done it, I no. don't think. And he just puts it to his head. Oh, oh, that made me cry when I was little. I bawled my oh. eyes out. And I was like, Seth, no. It was a bit of a shame. I mean... Oh, it's so sad. It wasn't going to end well, but it's whatever. his own fault. He shouldn't... He, Shouldn't have gone in with that. It's like fly. Icarus. Don't fly too yeah. close to the sun. It will not work. Um. So yeah, he point his his sad little fly face and his little claw, and he points it to his head. Yeah. And she shoots him, and he his head explodes. His head explodes. It was Again. a dreadful end to a dreadful and then phase of his life. She's yeah, she's bawling her eyes out. Yeah. She's absolutely distraught. He is still there with his little. Missing hand and foot is that yeah. man, and then it just ends. That's it. <laughs> then there's the credits, and it's like she never oh. got the abortion. She never got the abortion. So I believe that's the there's flight. a sequel, Ooh. but I don't know what actually happens in the sequel. I hope it's a baby with the body of a fly, but the face of Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'd watch it like the uh, like the original yeah. one because it was like a. A man with the head of a fly, but then a fly with the head of a man. Yeah. Yeah. Very. I'm going to just look at this. Yeah, I think you should. Right. So, yeah, The Fly 2 was in 1989. Let's see. The almost human son of Brundlefly searches for a cure to his mutated genes while being monitored by a nefarious corporation that wishes to continue his father's experiments. Ooh. So, yeah. That sounds good. I love it when there's a corporation. She di- so she dies while giving birth to their son, Martin. Oh, Right. Because none of the original people are in it. So. No. Yeah. That's the thing. If they want to make a remake, but none of the original people want to come back, even for a cameo... Son of, it's just, son of Fly. Yeah, it doesn't have quite the same ring to it, does it? 
So basically, yeah, they've like, she died in childbirth, so she can't be in it. Wait, wouldn't he be three? Yeah. But I don't think it's like... Is it not set in 1989? Set in 1989. Because okay. I don't know if no. I want to watch a film about a three-year-old. But you're turning like, into a fly. What's that, um, look who's talking to. And um, yeah. Three Men and a Baby. It would be one of those. I like Three Men and a Baby. I haven't seen it for years. And I also like Three Men and a Little Lady as well. Uh, when did she you find it strange that there's three men all lived together, but they had separate lives? Yeah. And they sort of adopted a baby. Little baby. Somehow. I can't... All I can remember is that one of them was a painter. They were very accommodating because at first they didn't really know whose child it was. And, yeah. But then they re- I think they realised that it was uh, Ted Danson's child. Uh, and, yeah, they all looked after her. Wow. Yeah. It was Steve Guttenberg. Steve Guttenberg and Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. It's a great film, though. I love it. I liked Getting Even with Dad. It's a lot lighthearted. More yeah, lighthearted. What? Oh, Getting Even with Dad. i never seen it. Oh, it's really good. It's got Macaulay Culkin, <laughs> Ted Danson. And two bungling crooks. Oh. I can't remember. Sounds like Home Alone a little bit. Yeah, it's basically it's Home Alone, but just without the contraptions and more with uh, like a father-son relationship. Hmm, nice. Yes, yeah, well. A bit more light-hearted. <laughs> the, uh, the kind of effects, obviously, in Getting Even With Dad were, were more gruesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> um, but the fly... Was a bit darker. Yeah. yeah, I do feel. I feel like I need a wash after watching oh, that. Oh, I just really want a shower. But Everything was like good. a dirty shade of beige. It, it, yeah. like the whole film was a dirty shade of beige in different yeah. kind of palettes. The whole and, and, colour scheme of and, the film is just goopy. Ugh. This yeah. goop. The effects reminded me a lot of it. There's a film. I feel I feel like you need to watch this film because it's just insane. Oh. But there's a film called Society. Oh, I don't know if I want to watch it. <coughs> and it's about it's about a guy. It's like a teenage guy who gets adopted by a rich family. Mm. But he kind of never feels like he fits in, and he can't really understand why. Yeah. Um, and it turns out they're all like. I don't know if they're aliens, but oh. they're they're not they're not of this world. Wow. They're not human. Yeah, it's weird. That sounds pretty good. It's a it's a strange sort of they're they're all very weird, um and impossibly goopy at one point. Mm. It's weird. Well, I don't know how I feel about it now. It's crazy. I was with it until impossibly goopy. Yeah. And I was like, oh no. It's crazy. it's really it's not like it's not like it's not like realistic and horrible. It's just weird sort of goopiness. But yeah, it's mm. it's it's a strange one. I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> but you never know. But yeah, it kind of reminds me it. of that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I would give it a four out of five. Mm. I think it's very good. It was good. It wasn't very nice to watch. But no, that was probably because the effects were so well done. If the That's effects the hadn't thing. been good, you wouldn't have been as creeped out by it, and it wouldn't have had the same power. That's it. Would it? Yeah. That's the thing. Nineteen eighty six as well. Like I feel like the effects do still hold up yeah. because it was all sort of practical stuff. The fashion does not. The fashion hold up. does not. The computer oh. does not. But the effects do yeah. hold up very well. Definitely, yeah. I'd say gore. It's it's. I don't want to say it's gory, but it is like gross and like ears falling off and and stuff. So I'd yeah. probably give that. a Three out of five, maybe. I'd give three it a and a five half. out of five for disgusting. Yeah, it is. It is a bit. Yeah, yeah. It makes you feel itchy. Yeah. Um, humor. It's not very funny. The only no. the only sort of funny bit was the the girl who couldn't walk up the stairs. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. But uh, yeah, overall, I think it's a it's worth a watch. Definitely, yeah. it's definitely a classic. Like I had heard of it, mm-hmm. and I not heard of most horror films yeah it's it's up there i think mm. with one of his his good his best work yeah mm, definitely yeah what are we doing next week next week we're gonna watch don't breathe oh yeah i don't know anything about that it's What's very that good it's uh it's about some kids that break into a old blind man's house mm. but that's all i'm gonna tell you it's okay. good it's good so for next week that's your homework guys watch don't breathe and in the meantime we are on facebook at wonderful and strange we are on twitter at wns horror pod and we're also on the emails at wonderful and strange at hotmail.com and also we've got a patreon now oh oh 
So if you want to donate, make some requests, we are on, yeah, on Patreon. Can I request getting even with Dad? As a, that is a not wild a horror card. film. As a wild card. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a wild card. How much on Patreon would it cost me to get getting even with Dad on the list? Uh, it would cost you five pounds. Um, well, I don't think well it's five dollars d- actually, not, not even it. five pounds. Not worth it. It depends how much you want it. I don't want it that much. <laughs> <laughs> I can watch it by myself. Well, yeah, maybe I'll do that. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh dear. So yeah, uh, yeah. Watch Don't Breathe for next week. Everyone, stay safe. Wash your hands. Mm. Yeah. Bye. Bye. If you love scratches from the Virginia Lottery, you'll love the High Roller Blackjack Scratcher with a chance to win up to 10 times your prize. Look for it at your favorite Virginia Lottery retailer. In fact, you can drive there right now. Now that's an everyday win. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 4.16. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. It's different for everyone. One thing is certain, every day there's an opportunity for a win. Just like scratches from the Virginia Lottery. Everyday grab-and-go, everyday giftable, everyday fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher High Roller Blackjack with a chance to win up to 10 times your prize. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to a retailer near you. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 4.16.